0: Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mack, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. It's here, in the House Call community, where we have created an inviting space for you to hear individuals' health stories, gain health care providers, and other experts' perspectives. It is our mission that with the knowledge you gain here, you will be able to connect your own health dots and begin to experience whole person care. So... Let's sit down. Let's get started. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Hey, House Call community, welcome back for another conversation. We have been examining so many different areas of the body and having individuals come in, tell their various stories, have healthcare providers and other experts give their perspectives. And we just hope that as you have allowed us to come in and make a house call with you, that you're connecting your own health dots, that you're becoming an intricate part of your health care team, and you're beginning to experience whole person care. You know, we are putting together a series on diabetes, and I am just, I'm really just getting excited about this and and cannot wait till we release this series. And so if you have any experience with diabetes yourself, or a family member, why don't you go on over to housecallwithdrmack.com, click on that voice message icon, and give us a little snippet of your story. Let us know what you've had to deal with. If you have pediatric type 1 diabetes or pediatric type 2 diabetes or adult type 2 diabetes, then come on over. Give us your story. Let us know what's going on. Um, because we're putting together this series, and we're starting to connect a whole lot of dots, so that you can start seeing the full picture of what happens to your body when you got what they used to call the sugar. <laughs> so, um, come on over and hang out in the house call community with us. Before we get started on this week's conversation, you know I love to do some housekeeping, so I'm gonna make sure that I get some of the all these points in. One, we want you guys to go on over to the Facebook page, this house call with Dr. Mac, and it is the podcast page. There is a call to action. We wanna know if you wanna be one of our individuals' health stories. If you do like the like the offer and also claim the offer in your email which then sends you over to our web page which is house call with Dr. Mac, leave us a voice memo, let us know how to get in contact with you. It does not matter where you are. We can do the interview from anywhere in the world. I love technology. So, let us know if you would be willing to be one of our individuals health stories. Let us know how we're doing. If there's something that we need to change or if there's a topic you want us to to cover. You know, we think we know what you want to hear, but it's always great to know what you guys want to hear. So come on over, either go over to the house call with Dr. Mac the community page or the podcast page on Facebook. You can leave us a comment there or head on over to housecallwithdrmack.com or send us an email and our email address is realdoc74 at gmail.com. That's R-E-A-L-D-O-C-7-4 at gmail.com. We want to say some welcomes to the communities to Japan, also the Republic of Korea. You guys popped up on the analytical map over the last couple of episodes. So we want to say welcome to the House Call community. We also want to give some, we want to let the community in Houston, Texas know that House Call has been holding you all just dearly in our hearts and our minds and sending prayers for you all during this time. During this time, around April 2016, Houston experienced some devastating flooding. And so we want you guys to know that you're in our hearts, in our minds, and in our prayers. We want to say a special happy Anzac, happy Anzac Day to our house call community in Australia. Even though we're airing this episode on April the 26th, on April 25th, this was a special national holiday for our community friends in Australia. I hope you guys had a great time partying and and just celebrating that Anzac Day. So you guys, you know, tweet to me. The Twitter handle is at RealDoc74, or you can Instagram me some pictures and tag me in your pictures on Instagram at RealDoc74, or send us a Gmail, send us an email, send us your pictures, and and let us um, and just say yes. You can um, you can post these on your web page or on your Instagram feed. So hope you guys had an awesome time celebrating that national holiday. Let's see what else is there on the calendar for House Call with Dr. Mac. Um, I told you guys about we're putting together the series for diabetes. We're coming down to the end of releasing our current episodes. You know, we follow the seasons of our kids' school year. And so school will be ending middle of June. And during the summer months, July and August, keep an eye out for some really fun things that we're going to be doing in the House Call community. So, you know, we, we won't have any new episodes per se, but we're going to have some pretty cool things that you guys are going to want to wanna stay tuned for. So just make sure that you still stay in touch, and we're going to be tweeting and on the House Call with Dr. Mac page on Facebook, and so we're going to have some fun this summer. We really are. So... For this week's conversation, if I were to start giving you some statistics like this 10% of individuals die before reaching medical attention who experience this medical event. 25% die within 24 hours. And 40 to 49% die within three months. Mortality has been estimated to be as high as 65% with most deaths occurring early in the clinical course. With those type of numbers, would you imagine that someone who experienced this very medical event is sitting down in the house call community a year plus after experiencing her event this week i had the privilege of having my neighbor miss pamela Lefstricht, come and sit down and tell her individual health story in the house call community this one guys again is going to have you on the edge of your seats grab some tissue It's going to have some people claiming they got allergies when they don't. But her story has so much that so many of us can gain so many life lessons from. So, as I always say, grab your notebooks, be it electronic or old-fashioned pen and paper. You're going to grab some nuggets out of here. So, let's sit down. Let's get started. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. We're here back in the House Call community for another conversation, and this week, we're going to highlight an individual's health story. And I am just elated to have my neighbor to consent to share her story with us. Welcome to the community,
1: Pam. Thank you.
0: You know, I talk about connecting our health dots here in the House Call community. We have individuals come in and give their health stories. We have healthcare providers and other experts come in and give their perspectives. And it's our mission that when people take us into their homes, allow us to make a house call, to take us on their walks when they're in the gym or walking around a pond or doing something in their everyday life, that they're able to connect their own health dots and begin to experience whole person care. And I like to connect the dot of how a guest came to sat down in the community. It's been about eight years that we moved into this neighborhood community, and you and your beautiful son welcomed us with open arms, and we've watched your son grow up, we've watched each other go through the ebb and flows of life, and there was something that happened to you April 12th, 2015, and we're going to talk about that. Okay. So you're our neighbor across the street, that's our dot of connection, Right. And I'm doing, you know, outside working or picking up mail or something and our neighbor across the next door to me asked, Did I hear about what happened to Pam? And I said, No, what happened to Pam? So Pam, tell us. Tell us your story from April fifth April twelfth. April twelfth twenty fifteen. Right.
1: Tell you what happened to Pam? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, my son and I were on a trip visiting family in Arizona. Mm-hmm. We were getting ready to come back home. Uh, we were in the airport. And I, we're fine. And I remember getting really tired. Mm. Uh, we had just gone through security. And I was tying my shoes. And I told my son, you know, so, I said, Mommy's really tired. And I sat down on the floor and I fell over. Mm. And there was a lot of commotion. And apparently I'd had a seizure. And I I remember hearing my son say, Mommy, are you okay? Mm. And hearing people just Mm -hmm. running around. And I passed out, and I woke up. They were putting me in the ambulance, and I passed out again. Mm. Um, They took me to the hospital, you know, and apparently my little soldier was calling my family and you know, when I woke up in the hospital, my mother was there, mm. and um, it turns out that I had a cerebral brain aneurysm, mm. and uh, I, I ended up in the intensive care unit for three weeks. Um, they did, they had to put coils, the platinum coils, in mm-hmm. one of the blood vessels uh, right behind my sinus cavity, okay. and... Um, Yeah, I'm just happy that I'm here. Um, I was lucky that I was able to get assistance so quickly. Yes. And I ended up, as God would have it, in one of the best neurological institutes in the country. Really? Yes. So...
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, that was a very succinct story. I appreciate it. We're going to go back a little bit. And I like kind of inserting the science and the medicine when I can. Mm -hmm. I am not a neurologist. I don't claim to be. Um, I just like to, like I said, when I can, I want to insert. Now, you talked about getting tired. Mm -hmm. Was that the first time you had ever had a seizure? Yes.
1: Yes. Okay, yes.
0: so no prior symptoms to that point?
1: No, not that I'm aware of. Now, okay. with this trip, on the flight out, um, I, I thought that I just had allergies. And so my sinuses were, real, you know, how your ears pop? Yes. And you can't clear them. Uh-huh. And I just had a lot of, you know, just pain uh-huh. trying to figure uh-huh. out how to get rid of it. Um, and even the whole time we were there, about 10 days. right. It was something that I couldn't get rid of. I was taking sinus medicine. Mm. I was taking allergy medicines. So I don't know okay. if that was a precursor mm-hmm. to what was going to happen because that's never happened to me before. Yeah, Not mm. on an airplane.
0: And, you know, I was doing just a little bit of, of um, surface research, as they, as they would say, and it was talking about how the majority of patients don't have... Any type of symptoms right, and the morbidity and mortality from an aneurysm, a cerebral aneurysm is very high it. and it 's very important to seek medical care immediately. immediately
1: exactly
0: and with you not having any known like you said known symptomatology before, with you having that just instant event and your son knowing what to do the people at the airport knowing what to do to get you to that medical treatment immediately was very key in what could happen to you within the next week within the next three months within the next year as we're going to see right and so now you did start talking about a little bit about where it was located Mm -hmm. and you're saying it's behind your
1: sinuses right it's behind my sinuses so part of the follow-up that we do Mm -hmm. is um, every six months I do a a cerebral angiogram.
0: Okay. Can you explain a little bit about what that is for you when you entail what does that entail for you?
1: So what that is is uh, going in and they actually take a catheter Mm -hmm. and they go up through my groin Mm -hmm. and it's got a camera on it and they're able they're shooting dye in different parts of my brain and the neurosi- the neurosurgeon yes. is able to see the different areas and on my first one which was only you know well now we'll do it every 6 months but okay. it was maybe 2 months ago mm-hmm. um when he put the scope in immediately cuz he could see the screens right there he said oh i know why you had the aneurysm and, of course, I was like, let me know. Yes, what is- yeah. He said that um, the backside of the blood vessel mm-hmm. um, behind my sinus cavity was really thin. And he said that it was just malformed, you know, when I was born. Mm-hmm. And he said eventually it was going to burst. Wow. So you know, of course, I said, "Well, if you see anything else, please <laughs> <let's laughs> let me know." No, Talk about exactly.
0: <laughs> that, wow. So you're saying so? Let's and and you know, I just didn't realize that we didn't take a time out to also define what an aneurysm mm-hmm. is for some people to let them understand. So, an aneurysm is a weakened area of a blood vessel that tends to balloon out like a balloon when there's excess pressure.
1: Well, so balloon or rupture. Or Mine rupture. actually ruptured. Yes, which honestly i think may have been a blessing as, as far as me not having lasting effects ah,
0: that's true because
1: when it balloons that puts pressure on your mm-hmm. brain for who knows how long
0: that's true and that becomes what, we, what is known in the medical field as a space-occupying lesion,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: means it starts taking up space in your brain and pushing against those structures. Right. And that's when you can sometimes see neurological mm-hmm. we call them deficits. Right. So people will start exhibiting signs of what could um, look like signs from a stroke. Right, even exactly. Wow, or or start having seizure activity mm-hmm. where all of a sudden I'm starting have I'm starting to have seizures. I I didn't I have them why. before, and right. yeah, don't know why, and now I'm having them. Right. And so he looked and were and was able to map the blood vessels in your brain.
1: Exactly. So when he was shooting the dye. I mean, it was green. Okay. And and I know this because every time he shot it, he'd tell me, take a deep breath, uh-huh. and then he'd say, you're going to feel it on this part of your body. And I could see green on the blood vessels across my eye.
0: Are you okay? serious? Yeah.
1: It was amazing. Oh, it wow. It was amazing.
0: And you're awake during this process. Yes. Now, are you supposed to tell him if there's a difference, are you, if you're feeling anything weird, or he's just looking? Oh, well,
1: I think he, he's just looking okay. at that point. Um, okay. You know, what he said he was doing, and I had, I had to get film from mm-hmm. right after the surgery okay. so that he could compare to make uh-huh. sure that the coils hadn't moved okay. um, to see if they need to go back in and, and do anything else.
0: Okay, and this is part of that follow-up, and I wanted to talk about your follow-up after Mm -hmm. your surgery. Okay. Uh, This, right after having surgery, or let's talk about the surgical part of this. You said you had coils placed. Did you have a shunt placed as well? I did.
1: I I eventually had to have a shunt placed. Um, I was in ICU for three weeks because they were trying to see if my brain would start pumping the cerebral spinal fluid on its own, Mm. and it, it didn't. So they had to put the shunt in in order to get you know all of because I had blood on my brain mm-hmm. just in a massive amount. Oh, wow. So um, they needed to put the shunt in mm-hmm. in order to ensure that it was going I was going to get the blood pumped off of my brain.
0: Wow. Now, for those of you that are able to see the behind the scenes on our YouTube channel, you'll see that Pam has this gorgeous hair just flowing down her shoulders. (laughs) And what I remember from medical school, which was a while ago, I was on a um, neurosurgical rotation, and I remember us having to place a shunt Mm -hmm. in a lady um, who had a different type Of reasoning for it, medical diagnosis. And she was having this shunt place from childhood. So she would have revisions is what we would call them. Mm -hmm. Her hair was just as long as yours. I mean, down her back. But I remember us having to shave Mm -hmm. a great portion of her hair. But when you came home, I do remember you still having this beautiful hair hanging down your back. So were they able to just take off a a smaller patch of hair well
1: so I actually am still friends with the nurse who did who placed the tube in the front of my head wow. and she was part of the team that did the shunt uh-huh. and she told my mom I'm going to do everything I can to save as much of her hair oh, bless her and God, so her. that's why my hair's parted on the side because it actually is shorter underneath okay. I mean, you, know, you can see it, it's grown mm-hmm. out a lot it's been mm-hmm. a year now yeah. so my hair grows fast but um there was i you know i had stitches in the back of my mm-hmm. head and I just have a lot of hair. <laughs> that's a blessing. I just have a lot of hair. And,
0: and we thank the nurses that do care about Absolutely. that because that's part of being a person. Right. You know, we talk. I was talking to another physician here in the community a few weeks ago, and we talked about how medicine tends to take us and, and dismember us because mm-hmm. of all the different specialties mm-hmm. and not look at us as a whole person. And something as simple, some people will think as simple as, you know, my gosh, she needs to be more concerned about the blood that's on her brain than the hair that's on her head. But that's part of the care right. that we get. Right. And so we thank all of the healthcare providers that think about a whole person and not just a system.
1: Right. Well and it was where I was, I was at the Barrows Neurological Institute okay. in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. And they were fabulous. Wow. They were fabulous. I had another nurse who came in and actually sponge bathed my hair. Are you serious? Because, you know, she said if she were in the same position, she would want somebody to do that for her. And, you know, I was, we're not friends on Facebook or we weren't at the time, Mm. but I was posting pictures and my friends were like, oh my God, you know, but it meant so much to me just to feel like, you know, I can still be, attractive human. yeah, and have, <laughs> to some degree, right. with a tube hanging out of the front of my head. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was an amazing experience. Um, I joke about it because mm. I don't think I realized how serious it was mm. when it happened, which probably worked in my favor mm. because I didn't spend a lot of time worrying about whether or not I was going to get better. It was just when. win. You know, I have my son Mm -hmm. who, you know, a few days after it happened, his father came and picked him up and brought him back to Maryland. Mm -hmm. So I really needed to get home to take care of my family.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, you know, it just never, it didn't occur to me that I might not get better. Wow. You know, and so I joke, because the same nurse who did the tube, Mm -hmm. I wanted a root beer float. And she searched that entire hospital till she found me a root beer. Artists. And I joke with her now because I say what I didn't know is you were thinking this might be her last meal. <laughs> oh, help us. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. But, yeah, I mean, I, I really think that my attitude helped a lot. A lot. And a lot. the nurses told me they were fighting over who was going to get to take care of me because, as you can imagine, in a neurological you know, situation, most people don't, don't have the ability. Exactly. You know, and I was joking with them. And within the first four or five days, I was up walking around. Really? I was pushing my, my pole because it was taking the the brain fluid off, but I was walking around. And that was because I knew in order to get out of there, I was going to have to be able to walk. Wow. So, you know, you, you, you make decisions, you make that decisions. key. Mm-hmm. That's
0: a good point. To be very intentional
1: mm-hmm.
0: about your own care.
1: Absolutely.
0: And you have to be very involved in your own medical care.
1: Well, and I think even though I didn't understand everything that was happening, and maybe you, I didn't appreciate, I knew what I needed to do. You know, I knew yes. that walking... Was something that you had to do. Right. You knew I, there were
0: certain things that I need to do on my end as they do on their end, their things, that when we come together, it's going to help me get better.
1: Right. Right. Wow.
0: Now, you were there for three weeks.
1: Parents' house before okay. I came before
0: home. Before they they cleared you to because you were going to have to fly.
1: Right. Exactly. And come back. Which was a terrifying experience because I had the aneurysm right before I got on the plane. If I had gotten on the plane and had the aneurysm in the air, I probably would not be here today. And so it was, um, that was a, a whole nother mental <laughs> thing that I had yeah. to go through to get home. Um, my mom flew home with me, and I'm, I'm 47, I'm going to be 48 this year. And my mother flew home with me, and the whole time I was touching her because every time I tried to fall asleep, I would, you mm-hmm. know, and start myself mm-hmm. awake. And mm-hmm. somehow, even at 47, having your mommy close. It
0: makes a big <laughs> it's difference. Helpful. Right.
1: It makes a big difference. Right. It's right. all the mommies.
0: <laughs> now, you, you mentioned your son. Mm-hmm. How has this changed your son?
1: Well, it definitely made him grow up a bit. Yeah. You know, it matured him. Mm-hmm. Um I spent some time when I got home um, finding ways to recognize him as the hero that he is because he, you know, he didn't panic. He didn't, you know, cry. I mean, he did cry. He told me eventually he did cry. But at the time, he didn't. He picked up my cell phone. He started calling my mom. He called his dad. Um, You know, he just really did all those things that we talked about. Wow! You know, he he happened to make eye contact with a woman in the crowd who turned out to be a nurse. Stop! And which is why I said God was all in the yes, situation. Yes, um, But he he just y- you know for a long time though after I got home mm-hmm. he was a little afraid to get too close, mm-hmm. and I think part of that was is it going to happen again? You know, yeah. I used to climb in the bed with him mm-hmm. when it was time for him to go to sleep. Yeah. And, you know, we would cuddle and half the time I'd fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, when I got home and I tried to do that, um, I started falling asleep. And, you know, when you fall asleep, you breathe real deep. Mm-hmm. And he jumped up and sat up in the bed and I said, you know, what's wrong? And he says, "Um, you you started breathing really heavy. And, you know, and what I realized is that's what I was doing. When I had the seizure and then passed out, and so he was worried it was happening again. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, fortunately, we're more than a year passed. Mm-hmm. Um, he climbed in my bed the other day because now we've gotten past that, <laughs> right. right? And I said, "Oh God, I remember how nice it was when it wasn't <laughs> in this bed. but <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's gotten over it. kids are resilient. Yeah. Um, But I think it has also made him feel like, you know what? My mom is tough. And he actually said that we had um, one of the local news channels did a a piece on what happened to me. And they interviewed him because it was about recognizing him. Mm. And the uh, the reporter asked him, was there ever a time where you thought mom might not make it? And he said, no and she was really surprised at how quick he answered and she said well why not and he says because my mommy's tough my mommy she she can do anything she's tough wow. and you know to have your child feel that way yeah. you know i guess and i think about it and i guess i am kind of tough yeah. I just yeah. have a weak brain, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> now, if all of you, the whole package is tough. Seriously. Because you think about this, and there are studies that are coming out talking about positive mental attitude and how spirituality, even for some people, if they claim a spiritual component, how that works into their healing and benefit for them and how it helps the course along in their support system and all of that. And so we talk about it again, over and over and over again, whole person, how -hmm. you connect all the dots, looking at all of it, you thinking about your son, how you have to get home to take care of your family. You saying, you know, I really didn't probably go to that part of how serious this could be and how, you know, you go to that edge part some people go to and they fall off the cliff and it's like, oh, whoa. But you were just like, no, I've got to, I got to keep moving. I got to get better. I need to do the things that I need to do to get better and how the whole community community came together. Um, even on our side, you know, we were just like, Pam, you know, Texans, are there things you need? What do you need done? How can we help? Absolutely. You know, and, and to come to this side of it and be able to sit down around a table with some sister friends about a week ago now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, about, about a week, a week ago. ago right or
0: so. And to be able to celebrate this, this moment in your life that it's been a year plus. And we're all able to sit around was just phenomenal. And I had
1: a ball. I did too. Everyone did. <laughs> yeah. We had a great time. You know, when you
0: when you said to me, you extended the invitation, you said, Hey, you know, it's been a year, I it it took me, you know, I was just like, Wait, what? And I'm like, Yeah, it's been a year, April twelfth and so I'm gonna have a celebratory, you know, um, type of, of of um event at the house with some sister girls and, you know, come on over. And it was just, I, I, it was for you, but it was for us,
1: right? It was, it was for all of us. It really was. And you know, uh, one of the other things that I want to just touch yeah. on yeah. in my recovery on this, you know, I I'm a lawyer, mm-hmm. and a big part of what happened to me mm-hmm. was finding the confidence to start doing what I was trying to do again. Um. It, that probably has been the hardest part of all of this that happened to me, because wow. I didn't trust my ability. Your brain, right? Because you mean, gotta that's... use a
0: lot of cerebral, right? Right. Wow. So, give me a little bit more insight into into that.
1: Well, so I had a, a neuropsych evaluation done okay. to see where the deficits were, if there mm-hmm, were any. Mm-hmm. And um, I was having a really hard time focusing, mm. focusing on the computer, mm. focusing on issues, you know, just staying focused enough to be able to draw some conclusions that made sense. Mm-hmm. And one of the findings that they gave me was, it might be time for you to find another career. Um which, you know, on some levels, okay. Because yeah. at this age, I have a lot of friends that, who are saying, yeah, maybe it's time to get out of this thing. Uh-huh. But um the other side of it, I've never been a quitter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I was like, well, no, you know. Yeah. And now, I mean, I'm doing a lot more legal work now, okay. again. Okay. And, um, you know, winning some cases. So I think I'm doing okay. Doing but um it just the the idea because one of the tests they did was um an iq test right Hmm. (laughs) and and the 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 neuropsychologist said well you've tested you know fairly well but what this tells me because of your level of frustration is that you probably were pretty high on the charts before and so she says now you're you're kind of average right (laughs) She And I told you. not where you used to right. be. I told my mom, well, this is unacceptable. <laughs>
0: I love it. <laughs> no. Just wait a minute. <laughs> wait just a second here.
1: So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I took a course in grant writing just to find something else that I had not done before. To feel like, you know what, I can do this. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and and so that is something that I think people need to understand. When things happen, you have to figure out ways to build your confidence up. Because your confidence is really... It takes a blow. It it, it can. It takes a... Well, and it can make or break you. Yes. It really yes.
0: can. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to follow up and ask, were, was there something that you did or was there something that you're doing now that helped you gain your confidence back or, or helped with the like brain tricks or anything? But that course on grant writing, that does a lot. Yep. that I, works well, out I, your brain I anyway.
1: That. I did word searches. Ah. You know, I started reading again. Mm-hmm. And I would read until I got tired and put the book down. Okay. You know, okay. but it did those things that i mean brain exercises is really what they are yes you, know, yeah. you got to use it
0: wow that is such a good point that we need to bring in here too is that there are things that you need to do even if it's not part of your your particular follow up that they say okay do check this off check this off check that yeah. off that you can start doing on your own and making sure that you build up all of you
1: well, and that's really what it was. The word searches—they mm-hmm. seem so simple, but they helped me with focusing and, mm-hmm. you know, your your brain being able to put those letters together and you know all of that. It was it was a, it was simple, mm-hmm. but you know it. I think it helped a lot.
0: Wow, Pam, I am looking at our time, and I could sit here all day, <laughs> all afternoon, because you're just across the street. I anyway, what we do. <laughs> Um, But before you leave the House Call community, we usually ask our guests to give our community a tip of the day. And it can be on the subject that we're talking about or on anything else that, you know, is on your heart that is coming on your heart as we're sitting here talking that you would like to leave with the community. So if you could leave us with a tip of the day.
1: Well, in my tip of the day, we were talking about this. um, It's my toast of life now, which is, you know, I'm living my life to the fullest with no regrets. And that would be my advice to people live it to the fullest. Don't have regrets because once it's done, it's done because stress will kill you. Yes, it will. And with that,
0: we will say, see you back here next time. Bye now.